0: I'm Julie Newmar. Well, you're a, a part of the enchantment, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure about that. And we're on Sci-Fi Saturday night. That sounds good. That sounds perfect. Wow.
1: We were in massive
0: Tell your people to surrender now, and avoid war. Don't think you can be so easily! It is now time for us to put earth under our rule. In the
1: midst duty to tell us the truth, confess, that
0: you to been duty of witchcraft. You think me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Hi, everybody. This is Dome. Leslie Carrera-Rudolph is a multifaceted entertainer, puppeteer, voiceover artist, writer, and creator. She's best known for performing Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street, for which she's received four Emmy nominations as Best Performer in a Children's Series. Leslie got her start as a puppeteer on ABC's Muppets Tonight with Jim Henson. She was also one of the puppets and voices on Smile Time, particularly cool episode of Angel. We met her at a convention earlier this year and talked to her and the puppets about literally whatever they wanted. Here's my time with Leslie Carrera Rudolph, Abby Cadabby, and everyone else. You know, you know, you know what the problem with me and voice actors is? I really just do want to call you Abby. <laughs> you can call me whatever
1: you want. <laughs> you can call me whatever you
0: want. Because I'm a kid. I'm just a big kid.
1: Yes. What is your name again?
0: I'm the Dome. That's me right there.
1: The Dome? Yes. (gasps) Oh, this is awesome. So is this a podcast? Yes, (gasps) ma'am. Fantastic. Great. I love podcasts. I
0: hate this because I'm just going to sit and giggle through it. (laughs) Giggle it.
1: I have a podcast, too. Uh, Lolly and I do an old-style radio uh, podcast.
0: Well, why don't you just kind of promote it while... We talk about.
1: Marilyn has to watch; she gets claustrophobic. That's Lolly's planet. Of the you
0: should be taping now. I <laughs> am.
1: That's Lolly's planet. Of the Apes glamour model. She also is an artist. So.
0: Oh, oh the dome?
1: Do I call you? Do I?
0: Dome. I'm, just dome, yeah. not the. Well, you, you can call the me the. the. Dome, then
1: you became the dome. Now
0: I'm the Dome. I like the Dome.
1: <laughs> the dome. Okay. So we'll have me. You're going to have some questions for me and some for Lolly. None for Phil.
0: Well, I've got to tell you.
1: Phil has suffered a head injury due to Lolly's Phil Milano. Milano
0: I've got to tell you, we we interviewed Carol Spinney. About a year and a half ago.
1: He's awesome. He's my... And
0: I I adore Carol. Yeah. With every fiber of my being. When I was a freshman in college, Uh I would sit there in the lounge every morning with my cup of coffee and just watch him. And we went to go interview him and... His wife is with him everywhere.
1: Debbie, she's magical. Have you seen the? Have you seen? I, ha,
0: I own the film. I own the film. Yes. Oh
1: my God! Well, the first time I saw it, um, it was before they edited out some of the parts. But um, I saw it, and I sat with Carol and Debbie, and Carol was right next to me, oh. and we were holding hands. Sobbing through the whole thing. Like and he
0: he My wife cried afterwards. I was a
1: mess. Like he leaned into me and it was like having like a a commentary. Like he goes you know, my dad and I had just lost my dad. So we were sobbing over that. And then, um, when it comes to when he's singing, um, at Jim's funeral, oh. Carol's sobbing oh. and I'm sobbing. Oh. And then when I, I thought he was going to go I up in the challenger, I was just, after I was done, I was like, I can't,
0: I, I can't know.
1: Help myself. I know. And he was right there. And I felt like I was this big. And I, t- and when on, when I'm on Sesame street, You know, like Pavlov's dog, you see, you hear a bell and you start to drool. (laughs) When I see a yellow feather, I am, I'm shrunk down to my little heart self. And I just, I'm like (laughs) this. And I forget to speak. And Abby's like, oh, I, oh, hi, Big Bird. hi. I did a character recently, her name's Pamela, uh, uh, penguin, and it was Big Bird's, um, uh, you know, pen pal. It was so funny because she's, um, she has social issues. I hug too hard. I can't pick up social skills. But she's kind of like a lot of me. But she went to hug Big Bird, and they said, hug him, like hug Big Bird too hard. But when Penelope went in, she completely disappeared in the feathers. It was like, poof. It was like, just like a little black penguin disappearing into a big bird's stomach.
0: We're, we're in the middle of a conversation with Leslie Carrera Rudolph.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, you've started?
0: <laughs> she's, she's been running the
1: entire time. Oh, my gosh. Look.
0: I looked over and I said, we really should be taking this.
1: I'm not going to be. I will wait till I am addressed. I'm Lolly Lardpop. I am not Abby Cadabby. Okay, there's issues. Yeah, whatever. When you're done with Sesame Street, I shall come up, Mr. Dome.
0: You I'm Mr. Dome now. I kind of like this.
1: Just a lolly. She's uh, she's pre-Sesame Street. She's my outreach puppy. <laughs> she made me give her top billing and all that stuff.
0: It's wonderful. Yeah. So how did you start doing this? When, when did it become... When did it stop becoming a hobby and start becoming a passion for you? Because clearly it is a passion for you.
1: I, um, I love characters. I love characters so much. And my dad... Um, wanted to be an animator for Disney and so my family moved from Tacoma Washington my mom was knocked up with me with my dad I mean yeah you know
0: okay good well, well you good know stuff, yeah. no I was
1: a California baby um so but my dad like he he was an artist and then he ended up becoming an art teacher he taught summer school so he ended up not following the path of Disney but we always were able to um design our own rooms cartoon come up with characters And I would... I call myself an escape artist. And so I would just um, assume different identities. I'd come in like, I will have... What is on the menu? And my mom's like, you're having a peanut butter sandwich. Well, I've heard it's good. And she's like... And my... So my family encouraged this. um,
0: Oh, it's their fault then. Yeah. And my grandparents
1: lived with me. So um, my grandpa, you know... So they were great storytellers. They were great artists. So... And when it... um, And then when I, um, we suffered a loss in our family Um, when I was 11. My brother was um, taken, got his wings early in a motorcycle accident. And then I really got into my artwork and my theater world. And I realized that my dad had given me the skills that I needed to deal with what I was dealing with in a creative way. And our neighbor, um, our hometown had a lot of theater and a lot of after-school programs. So then I realized the power of character work and, uh, and the power of being able to reach. So then I went to San Francisco State, and I still did theater, and I loved to sing. I did Sweeney Todd, and did Little Shop, I did all that. But then I designed my major to reach kids' uh, uh, child development through the arts. So then I started designing programs to reach kids at risk or inter- intergenerational programs because seniors were so important to me. So my whole dream in life, and I was with a theater company for 13 years, and they they would cast me as Pinocchio or, like, the, the reindeer, and I was always doing physical comedy, and then I would make my own puppets for birthday parties. And so I've kind of been doing this my whole life. I don't know any other way. And then, so Sesame Street, like... How did that happen? Okay, so I've been with the Henson Company. It'll be 19 years in December. Wow. Um, what happened was I started doing a lot of street performing in my hometown. I did a lot of outreach, and I wrote a show called Life in Other People's Shoes. And there was shoes on the stage, and then I would, like, cartoon the characters and go into the shoes. That kind of led me, and I worked at Disney World as a performer, and all these things kept happening. And then they had a cattle call for female comedians who do voices and can sing. For Muppets Tonight And that was 19 years ago Wow! And then Bill Beretta was at the audition And um, I do The Wizard of Oz In two minutes <laughs> That was my audition piece And he sat down and then we had to talk And then he convinced Brian Henson He goes, hire her, she has character She doesn't really have the puppeteering skills And then I was like thrown in On Muppets Tonight my like,
0: great puppeteer. Oh my gosh,
1: my first day I thought I was going to explode out of every orifice because i'm <laughs> gonna be sick i'm gonna have it. um they put me in um they gave me lou zealand Don't worry. No. no pressure thank God she was a like ah! you know and i'm just learning eye focus they put me in karen prell's boots so it made me six right. one karen prell red fraggle i'm like oh my god stand next to animal frank oz and i was like oh my gosh, this is going to be the most embarrassing moment of being fired ever. (laughs) And I just thought, well... And I kind of blacked out. I don't even know how it happened. And every day I would show up. I'm like, they didn't fire me. So I started, like, dragging... I had a monitor set up in my dressing room, which was a dressing room, bathroom, Jerry Nelson, who became my mentor, my hero, and, like...
0: Could you have asked for a better setup than that?
1: I I would go to, I was just saying in the panel, I would go to work early because Jerry would get early and he would be singing in the dressing room. And I would just lean next against the, I would lean up against the door and I would just think, you know, this is my love. And it, it, it it would kind of center me. And then I'd go out and there was all these, you know... G- genius people. I'm like, I am so unequipped. And he would ask me to right hand. Um, you know, he goes, oh, you got these guys in your armpit. Look what I got. And I'm like, I'm his deodorant, <laughs> his air freshener. <laughs> and um, one time, this is my favorite story. It's a nightmare. But from Muppets Tonight, Jerry was doing Robot Lincoln and Paula Abdul was sitting on a wall and, and Robot Lincoln was sitting on a wall next to them. Or whatever. There was a wall. There was a screw coming out of the wall. There was me right handing, and there was Jerry pushing into the wall with the monitor and the screw going into my head. Oh. And I'm like, oh and I'm Robot Lincoln's hand, and I I couldn't see. I blacked out. I grabbed her boob. It was awful. <laughs> it was horrible. And Paula's like, Robot Lincoln grabbed my boob. I'm like, ah. and Jerry goes, ah. and Jerry was so cool. He very calmly said go, I'm sorry, Jerry, I, I couldn't see the monitor. It's grabbed me. He goes, Robot Lincoln, what a grabner, boo. <laughs> and I was like, ah. So Jerry, I connected with him because he, it was all about character, and it's always been about character. So I built my first Muppet in the Muppet Workshop. I taught myself how to do that. I watched people. I, 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 I practiced Um, They they never fired me. I kept thinking they would. So I just made it a paid education. And then I started designing my own puppets and stuff. I had a short-lived show at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood called The Wahoo Wagon, um, where I would um, interact with the audience. And then um, I got called uh, to do the second season of Dr. Seuss. And I thought, well, I'd never been to New York. They probably won't hire me, but I'll go for the free trip. And then they hired me. And then I just kept doing my work. And then they had auditions about nine years ago, a cattle call for Abby. And I auditioned. So they already
0: had? Did they already have a character in mind?
1: They What they did was um, they wanted... They had great... Um, I, I, they have great female characters on the show. They had, yeah. you know, obviously they have Rosita, who's awesome. Um, Carmen Osbar plays Rosita. And they had Zoe. And they had, you know, Prairie. But um, they wanted to bring in um, a character that was maybe from a different culture. But without pinning down a culture, it was from the fairy world. So she could address like relationships with girls not mean spirited relationships but also address issues like um, you know social issues without pinning down a and being new to an environment and and approaching learning with excitement.
0: So you came in with a very specific idea of what this
1: well they they had they sent everybody a Muppet like an anything Muppet in right. a dress and braids. And then they sent us two sides, you know, two copies of script, I think a song. And then they we went, auditioned all over the country on a video. And you would go in and do your take. And um, I had three takes. Um, oh, oh, don't you be. Uh, Charlie Lola was on to so, uh, English. They didn't want an accent. But I, have, I, have, I was completely not fairy-like, full shot. And then I talked to my goddaughter. And she's like, good luck, Auntie Lele. Good luck with that. And then, and then I there thought. You go. And then I also thought, because Abby has her own take on life, I kind of put a little Gracie Allen in there. So she's like Gracie Allen meets Daffy Duck with a little bit of Barney Fife, because she's like, yeah, let's do this thing. So little by little, over the years, she's become a nutball.
0: <laughs> so what's it like for you here today, with with all these these people walking around? Um, all different ages, who all know you. I don't
1: think they know me. and Not until I had the well, banner. They know, <laughs> they know her. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because um, uh, Mike and the guys, they told me to get a banner because I usually just sit here with Lolly. And my main goal, and I do my own artwork and my own style, so I don't think they realize it's me till somebody asks me. But now there's a banner, and it's, it's funny because then you get to... Like, if I had Abby on, there's Abby right there. <laughs> but, um, no, that's the Cheshire Cat. Um, it's really nice because... Um, we get soul hugs, like, or you get a story, usually you get a story my kid did this, or my especially make a wish stories, like my kid watched this after surgery or we just did a we're doing autism um, speech awareness, and my kid's on the spectrum and your voice is calming, and you know, different things like that. So, I love Comic-Con. So I'm so inspired by the artists.
0: Leslie, thank you. Well,
1: thank you for um, including me. Are you And kidding um, me? I think Lolly wants to. Oh,
0: um, okay. Yeah,
1: because just so you know,
0: I'm the one that does
1: most of the work. She gets all her material for me. Hi. And I have a cookie. Are there cookies in your... You need to eat more cookies so I can get some crumbs. I'm sorry. And listen to my radio show, Lolly's Radio
0: Playdate. I definitely will, Lolly. We Thank do
1: some you. live shows, but some it's just me at large.
0: At large? Like you. Or at small.
1: At small, yeah. And
0: me at large. And
1: you at large. There we go. Let's do it.
0: Okay, we <laughs> Let's can do it.
1: <laughs> Lolly and Dome at small large. <laughs>
0: You're very full of yourself. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, Northeast Comic-Con, com. In New Hampshire, visit Merrimack Comics and ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Our intro music production was provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com. Our outro music was provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their groups on lawrencemademecry.com and buy their new EP, which kicks ass. Terry and Jeannie shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus, do we all refute entropy? Good night, everybody. Keep shining, folks. That sounds good. That sounds perfect.